would I have invited non-affirming people? Um, like, spe- I'm thinking about me specifically. Well, there was really only one person. Yeah, I wouldn't have invited her. That's uh, what I'm going to okay. say. Like, I wouldn't, going back, no. Hello, and welcome back to Under Our Roof. I'm Lizzie. And I am the different types of salads that you can get at church functions, which is what I pitched that we should do for this episode. (laughs) And then Lizzie said, no, it was just our anniversary. We should do a wedding episode, which I don't think we've really specifically done a wedding episode. And I was like, okay, that's fine, but I can't promise you. In fact, I'm going to guarantee you that I would like to pitch the salad episode to the house guests and see if people would like to do that. Because I did a salad story on Instagram and people were really into it. If you don't know, like at church functions, at like potlucks and stuff, if you are familiar with this at all, you see this really weird assortment of salads, like marshmallow salad. Jello salad, Snickers salad. It's like- It's um, a rabbit hole that I want to go down. I want to like make a few of these- and then report back. Yes, yes. Don't look at me like that because sometimes you have them with like mandarin oranges. Like some of these salads are legitimately so good. Like you can have like an apple salad, but the apple salad has like crunch bars in it with the cool uh, whip and stuff. I don't know, but yeah, go for it. All right. Well, um, listen. Here's a little. Time. I need your help. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Oh, I, I you- need your help. I need your alliance. You have the, an unholy alliance. Yeah. Let us know if you're interested in this type of an episode. Or at least just like a, I don't know, I just like to talk about this. I'm just so interested in the different are. types of salads. But yes, I would need your help. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah, because you would need my help to like make it. Or would I? Okay. There's no cooking in this. No. I mean, Jello is kind of cooking, but. um, Here's a little tie-in. Okay. Quiz. <laughs> what salad did we serve at our wedding? Oh, it's a quiz? No, but there's one quiz question. All right, well, I'm still putting in quiz show music. (laughs) (laughs) What salad did we serve at our wedding? Yeah. Brussels sprout salad? No. Okay. Green green pea salad. We had green beans. We had, like, blistered, like, green... A a hearty Caesar. No. That would have been good, though. What did we have? We had this, like, chopped salad with burrata and, like, big, like, juicy summer tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's also something that we have like around the house mm-hmm. in the summertime too. Yeah. A big juicy tomato burrata salad. Yeah. Anyway, very different than the types of salads you are talking about. But let's get into a wedding episode. And we want to start by giving a very special shout out to two house guests who I think we understand recently had an anniversary. Mm-hmm. Heidi and Bryn. Heidi and Bryn, happy anniversary. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast boy it's been a ride recently (laughs) this is our first real episode back after a a little bit of a grief stricken moment so thank you so much for bearing with us happy anniversary i hope you're having a really nice time eating food that you like that the other person supports (laughs) that's what i that's what i hope for you i hope that whatever you make Whatever types of food that you're making mm-hmm. around the house, Heidi and Bryn, I hope that whether it's Heidi or it's Bryn is just supportive of that and is uh-huh. like, you know what? I think that this interest of food of yours is something that's worth talking about for maybe an hour. 
Um, that's that's what I hope for you. Yeah, it's so we important. Could, if we could in all be so lucky, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> if we could all. Okay, so it's just so important to feel understood. It is in and I'm a relationship, sh- yeah. and I'm sure that they are. Heidi yeah. and Bryn seem like they would be. Those are names. They just go together. They sound like a movie couple. Mm-hmm. Heidi and Bryn. Like I can see like a, a YouTube like shipping montage. Heidi and Bryn moments from the season. This yeah. season on Heidi and Bryn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's for true. sure. We just woke up. Yep, we did. <laughs> okay, let's get into talking about our weddings. We have not done a whole wedding episode. I think when we um, did some of our intro episodes last year when we started the podcast, we Which, did- first of all, is so long ago. Well, yeah, we were like we'd be nervous before recording an episode. I know, yeah, like we would, we'd be like, "Are you in the right headspace to record?" And now I'm like, "Hell yeah, let's go for it!" Yeah, but anyway, we did. We're all friends here. Who cares? <laughs> we talked about like our relationship story and when we got married and stuff, but we haven't sat down and talked about the vision. Um, but before we get into it, I want to say two things. One is a disclaimer. As I've mentioned before on this podcast, when we talk about our opinions and our takes on things and the way we do things, I never want to yuck anybody's yum. Yes. And I think weddings are a topic where that can come up because I may say I didn't want to include a certain tradition in the day because I just didn't feel that it really reflected who I am or who we Mm -hmm. are as a couple. And somebody might hear that and say that I'm saying I hate that thing and it's like tacky and the worst thing. I'm not saying that. And in fact... I've been to so many weddings that were wildly different than mine. I mean, you would hope so. Like, if all weddings were the same. Weddings should not be one size fits all. Yeah, not at all. And so I feel like I've gone to so many weddings that were just like night and day, a different, a whole different take on a wedding than what Mm -hmm. I did for my own. And I have loved them. Yeah. Like, I am not, when I say I didn't want to do something, it's not because I think that that thing is bad yeah like just because i didn't want to do a father-daughter dance doesn't mean i hate my dad and i hate when people do that it's just that i think i mean i think it would be honestly funny but i think both my father and i would have been wildly uncomfortable i did dance with my mom but that was impromptu yeah that was really but when i go to other weddings where they do have a father-daughter dance i don't i'm not like wow embarrassing (laughs) no it's just not Something that my dad and I felt yeah. especially called to do. But we yeah. he danced all night. Yeah. He and my mom, we all danced all night. Totally. We just I just didn't hug him close and dance to butterfly kisses, <laughs> which was just something I didn't want to do. <laughs> Does anyone understand the reference to butterfly kisses? I feel like that kind of dated. Does anyone know that? It's a song by Bob Carlyle. It's like a Christian song from oh, like the yeah, 90s. Yeah. I was little when it came out. Mm-hmm. But I just remember it was like every like father-daughter whatever moment. It's honestly, I don't think, it's probably aged really poorly. But it's mm-hmm. about this guy talking about his daughter growing up. She like putting butterfly or like putting little white flowers all up in her hair. Oh, with all that I've done wrong, I must have done something right <laughs> to deserve her love every morning. And butterfly kisses at night. And I'm like, I would I would honestly rather, in some ways, mm-hmm. set myself on fire than go and give my dad an unsolicited butterfly kiss. <laughs> like, I love, butter- I love my dad so much, but the idea of just 
just like cold calling him with a butterfly kiss to the face. Wait, is a butterfly kiss when you like rub noses? Yeah, it's really cute when you're kids. Yeah, but the, the song tracks her like when she's six, oh. then when she's sixteen, and mm-hmm. she apologizes for not kissing him on the mouth anymore. That's like part of the song. Oh. I'm not kidding. She's like, she's like, Dad, you know I love you, Daddy. Um, but if you don't mind, I'm only gonna kiss you on the cheek this time. Like that's part of the song. And I remember being like, um, okay, like, that's fine. Whatever you do is cool. But Bob Carlyle chose to include that detail about mm-hmm. his daughter, like him being like a little, a little disappointed or like, mm, that's strange that his daughter's not kissing him on the mouth anymore. Anyway, um, okay, not also- to yuck Bob Carlyle's yum. <laughs> I mean, his dynamic with his daughter is his own. I'm just saying that I didn't. There are a lot yes. of things that were talked about in that song that I didn't want to do with my dad on my wedding day. I understand. Two things I know for sure She was sent here from heaven And she's daddy's little girl As I drop to my knees by her bed at night She talks to Jesus And I close my eyes And I thank God Um, but wait, I just thought of something kind of fun and funny mm-hmm. The sort of unofficial theme song of this podcast, which is a song called Don't Grow Up Too Fast by Semler. The theme song is Love You Old Fashioned. Oh, it is. (laughs) But you play that one a lot. Yeah, but the theme song is Okay, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. It's it's early in the morning. No, 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 you're fine. Go on. Okay, a song that Grace has played on this podcast a good Mm -hmm. amount. I'm about to get ready. It's about to come up. If if you're unfamiliar, the next song that you hear is called Don't Grow Up Too Fast by your boy Semler. Don't grow up too fast. It's better if you find someone who makes you laugh like you did when you were a kid don't grow up too fast it's better if you find someone who makes you last like it did when you were a kid and it was originally written by you mm-hmm. for a uh, mother-son wedding dance. Oh yeah, it was one, one of Grace's For my friend's wedding. Yeah, one of Grace's best friends was getting married and needed a dance, a song, and didn't really have like an, a good song that they wanted to use for that dance. And because so, it's a hard, it's a hard, yeah. thing to find a, a a good song to dance to. And so Grace wrote and recorded "Don't Grow Up Too Fast" for that friend's wedding, and now you just have it as also one of your songs. Yeah. What's amazing about that is I remember when Ariane was like, I wasn't able to attend the wedding. And yeah. so this was sort of part of my gift of of going as well. And um, I just remember she was like, could you write a song for this? The I think the groom, mom, dancer, father, daughter, some dance like that at yeah. the wedding. And I remember being like, this is such a hard thing to write for because mm-hmm. it is so specific. And I didn't want to do kind of a Bob Carlyle thing, which I thought was a bit on the nose. And so don't grow up too fast. Butterfly kisses are literally on the nose. Lizzie just pointed to her nose. <laughs> he was like on the nose in metaphor and literally on my nose. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I just wrote a song that's sort of about like a, a loving person looking outside of a relationship, offering words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I do think that you should not grow up too fast. True. 
And that is shade to Disney Plus and the many shows on there. Those kids grew up so fast. Really? Yeah, they did. All the kids. Come on. We were just watching a lot of the Disney originals. They grew up too fast. It all comes back to Disney it Plus. It all comes back to, to Disney Plus. Okay, let's actually get into our wedding day. I'm just mad they'll never sponsor this one. Yeah, podcast. I know. All I want to do is like, new on Disney Plus. We are so excited to bring you the sponsor for this episode, Cruella on Disney, but they will never do it. They might. Do it. Why not? I don't know. We got we to gotta keep You're growing right. the podcast so we can get You're the right. Disney Plus sponsorship. If I just That's... keep negging them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so let's talk about August 4th, 2018. We got a bunch of questions. I wasn't going to ask for questions because I didn't know if like people would have questions about our wedding. But I think a lot of people either just like weddings and are curious, which mm-hmm. is me. I always like I'm nosy about people's weddings. I want to know all the details. Or they are planning a wedding or they think they might be planning a wedding soon, which is very exciting. So bold. we actually got a <laughs> very bold, but I love it. Yeah. We you go- kind of thought that. I mean, I didn't start planning our wedding before we were engaged. Mm-hmm. But you didn't not. No, I thought about a couple of things, but I definitely didn't like start planning it. But anyway, I thought we could definitely address some of the questions or kind of look at the questions as like topics that people want to know about. Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe we can start with just like what our wedding was and like describe it a little bit. Yeah. So it was on August 4th, 2018. August 4th, 2018. Summer wedding, which is something I always wanted. Um, All outdoors. Although, so the venue where we got married, which was... Like in the mountains above Malibu, technically the address was Calabasas, California. And because we're celebrities, so <laughs> that's where we go. I guess there are Calabasas. a lot of celebrities in Calabasas. We, uh, we did not see any. Mm-hmm. But Aside from us. Well, yeah. The celebrities. <laughs> we're, we are. We are. <laughs> and uh, anyway, it was this really beautiful hilltop, basically, that is owned by the Santa Monica Mountains Conservatory, which is like a public park basically um and there's this old ranch house and the site has been a movie like a lot of movies will rent out this site and film so i've actually Mm -hmm. seen a couple movies where i was like oh my gosh that's our wedding venue i'm pretty sure that there was a movie about george w bush yeah it's one of the scenes with dick cheney well it's vice is the movie oh it was vice yeah so it's the one where um christian bale gained a lot of weight to play Dick Cheney, right? He did. I haven't seen something the movie. Like, it was something like, because it was like Christian Bale really altered his appearance. Mm-hmm. And while for many people in that scene, that was probably the focal point, you and I like watched a clip of it and we're like, oh my God, that's where we got married. <laughs> and we were like, wow, Christian Bale's really disappeared into this role. I was like, yes, at our wedding venue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's um, it's just this like big outdoor, I mean, probably several acres and you have the whole place and we um, got ready there at the ranch house ahead of time. The ranch house is really small. Like, you wouldn't have any events in there. Um, but it's a nice place for all the wedding party to get ready and take some pictures and stuff. And then uh, everything was outside. And that was something I really wanted was I did not want people to have to change locations between the ceremony and the reception. And again, mm-hmm. this is just my preference. I've been to weddings that are different. And it can be lovely to have a change of scenery. But for mine, I knew a lot of guests were um, coming from out of town. And that was a big factor, I would say, in planning our wedding Mm -hmm. was making things simple because our wedding was, even though we live here, essentially a destination wedding for most of our guests. Yeah. And so, because neither of us grew up in California, so all our people coming in from growing up and family, uh, they were pretty much all flying in. And so we wanted it to be, to feel like this kind of just like easy, romantic summer night at like a 
pretty place. And so it was basically the ranch house was like in the middle of this hilltop. And we had the ceremony overlooking some mountains on one side. And then you just walked around the house. Like it was a two Mm -hmm. one to two minute walk just like around this pathway and then on the back side of the house was this like big sweeping lawn and we had dinner tables set up we had dinner out there and then we had this big oak tree with uh string lights all through it and things and then the dance floor was under the oaks yeah um and we had a live band which was a great decision that is one of the things i really wanted to splurge Mm -hmm. on and that was we we both we love live music yeah and so there i've been to weddings before where they've had a dj and so long as you have a dj that really understands your taste yeah and how to get people moving then that's awesome but lizzie and i just we kind of knew we really wanted live music there yeah so we had a live band which they were so good yeah so much fun if anybody needs a live band recommendation i would highly recommend our wedding band if you're in southern california Mm -hmm. so yeah our ceremony was a pretty traditional Episcopalian ceremony. Um, a few people asked about that. Like, how did you find an affirming priest to marry you? Or like, were you married in the church? I mean, we weren't married physically in a church, but our marriage is recorded in the records of births and baptisms and marriages in the like official book of our Episcopal church that we go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were, I guess, like technically married in the tradition of our church, even though our ceremony was outdoors and the priest from one of the priests from the church that we go to married us lovely man Um, we met with him several times to plan out the ceremony and things do like premarital counseling yeah somebody asked about that so we did premarital counseling with um like a therapist we did not do it with our priest but that was also per his recommendation yes he well it was his requirement he was like i oh really it was his i mean he wasn't like you do need some counseling (laughs) you need it he just which would have been fine by the way if sure but he just said i ask all couples getting married to go through at least three premarital counseling sessions i think that might actually be like the official recommendation or requirement mm-hmm. of the Episcopal Church. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's something like that. I mean, I know that my dad did just growing up is mm-hmm. my dad is an Episcopal priest and he did a lot of weddings. And I remember that there was some sort of a requirement. Um, I know that he could fulfill some of it. Like he would do premarital counseling, but usually it was in conjunction to them also doing something else i believe but we would have couples coming through like all the time yeah which i'm sure was really romantic for them to see like my dumbass like 14 year old (laughs) self in pajamas being like what are you guys doing here like 9 a.m on a sunday well no it wouldn't have been a sunday like a saturday or something yeah that's funny but yeah we did premarital counseling we just used like a couples therapist who was not religious i mean that wasn't part of it wasn't like religious mm-hmm. premarital counseling it was just regular old like premarital counseling mm-hmm. she was just a family and a th- like relationship therapist yeah and she was great i mean i th- i thought it was really good yeah i think we even said afterwards we we're like we would i still have her information mm-hmm. i would always go back to her i thought she was really a great listener and it was remote, which was ahead of its time. Yeah, she did all like Zoom counseling, mm-hmm. which was really good because at the time I was like really busy with planning the wedding and work. And I just felt like that was going to make it possible for us to fit this in. Mm-hmm. And it was great. And I I think that if the church had not been like you 
need to go to three premarital counseling sessions, I probably would have dragged my feet because I would have felt like, well, we don't have like issues that I would think we need to go to therapy for. Mm -hmm. But I'm really glad we did premarital counseling because it did not feel like, oh, we're showing up with like a laundry list of problems. We were showing up just saying like, we're so excited to get married. We're, We're kind of required to do this. And like, what can we learn ahead of time? And she basically talked us through like common things that come up once you're married or once you're just in a longer relationship because we had been together for like four years at that point. And so she was like talking us through things that like, hey, you might have, it might have been sunshine and daisies so far, but this might come up and Mm -hmm. here's how you can walk through it together. Something I still think about that she not like recommended, but talked to us about is how just so important, like hugging can be just like for our our mm-hmm. brain chemistry to like acknowledge like the other person and yeah. like feel held and sometimes if we're having one of us is having like a hard day we'll be like do you just need like a really big hug right now and it really does like it really can change your mood like how the way that we i don't know it's like serotonin or oxytocin or something like mm-hmm. that but like basically like giving the other person like a dose of that if they're you know kind of going through it during the day yeah and i remember she said she was like this might sound a little weird but like truly like giving the other person like a big hug and like holding them and like giving letting them like smell you like i don't know it's not it's very like a uh, biological but yeah. it, it's it's something we still do yeah it's you true. need a big hug i'll mm-hmm. be like i got a big hug for you <laughs> yeah it was it was good i definitely recommend doing that Hugging um, people for a long no. time and smelling them. Just just drink it in. Doing premarital counseling. I And I mean, if you're already married and you haven't done it, Give that's fine. Give them a hug. <laughs> and you can, I mean, yeah, I, I think doing couples counseling was like actually a great thing, even though it might sound scary, like you have problems or something. It was great. I had a dream or was it real? We crossed the line and it was on. We sort of wrote our own vows, but we wrote them together ahead of time and we said similar vows to each other. We did not do like a long form. I've seen write letters to each other. I've seen some people do their vows where they basically write a letter to the other person and read it and it's a surprise. I am not a big fan of that for myself. I feel like I wanted to have, well, for me, I took vows as like, this is something that I'm like promising to do for the rest of my life. And maybe I'm taking it too literally or seriously. But sometimes when I see vows that are like, I don't want to use a name because it's going to be somebody's name, but like Joshua, (laughs) you, Joshua, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, people, I've seen people promise, like, I promise to always like put the toilet seat back down, stuff like that. I'm like, stop. This is like pretty serious. I don't know. Now I am yucking somebody's yum. Mm -hmm. That's just not my thing. I wanted to make very specific promises about like, I will, you, you wanted to go broad. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I will encourage you in the things you do. I will believe in you from this day forward. I will stand beside you through life's adversities, stuff like that, where it was just like, I'm promising these things as mm-hmm. your spouse that I will always do. I didn't want it to be like cute and cheeky. But we also like- exchanged letters that I think were a little bit more... Not like yeah. cheeky, but like on that day, we both gave each other a gift. And I know that I wrote you a letter yeah. and you wrote me many letters, but you also wrote me like one yeah. main letter. And that was a bit more sort of intimate and personal yes. between the two of us. But our vows were, I mean, we say our vows every year on our anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's the sort of thing that, like it's 
I, ho- I mean, I hope, like, knocking on wood, but, like, it, they're very timeless vows. Yeah, I think so. But I also think it's okay if you want to have, like, timely vows to capture that moment. Like, if the toilet seat, for example, <laughs> has been a source of maybe uh, frustration, but also, like, silliness in your home, then you should totally have timely vows. We just decided to go a different route. We just decided yeah. to do, like, I promise you this, I mm-hmm. promise you this. Also, I mean, maybe we were just trying to keep it cute and just being like, I promise you this, I promise you this, now we will eat. True. Yeah, and we also did, like, the ring vows, like, with this ring. I give you this ring as a symbol of my vow, something like that. Yeah, and my brother made a Lord of the Rings reference right before he handed me the rings. Oh, yeah, because he was kind of, like, our ring bearer. Right, yeah. We didn't really have, like, kids at our wedding, which they were invited. But but they all made other plans. All the kids (laughs) were just rude to us. No, we we just don't. don't... At the time, especially, we didn't, like, know a lot of kids. (laughs) Because we still don't know We still don't. So, like, one of our friends (laughs) did bring her kids, but nobody else really had kids. Can you imagine being, like, at the time, we didn't know a lot of kids. But now our closest friends are (laughs) 12-year-olds, which is so weird. (laughs) We would have totally invited them. (laughs) Too bad we didn't know them. No, but, like, well, and some of our friends that were coming from the East Coast, they wanted it to be like an adult vacation Mm -hmm. so they left their kids like with their parents or whatever yeah Yeah, the reception was kind of just like dinner and dancing and we did a cake we had like a pretty traditional cake cutting speeches yeah we had like minimal speeches nothing crazy more of the speeches were at our rehearsal dinner the night before my Um, favorite part of a wedding for me Aside from, you know, obviously the the ceremony itself is so beautiful, but I think it's so fun to just like really catch up and spend time with people that you really don't know if you'll ever be in the same room with all these people again. Yeah. And so we we really didn't want to have too much fanfare that took away from people. For me, like friends of mine from high school that hadn't seen each other since graduation. Yeah. You know, that was like so incredible to watch these friends like reconnecting, meeting my new friends. So that was really something that I will always cherish. A little thing like on the dress code it was like a summer kind of not casual but it wasn't black tie like i wore a suit but it was blue none of the um grooms people like wore ties but they were like white shirts that were like tucked Mm -hmm. into the belt oh that actually brings me to a common question which was about our wedding parties and like how we did that Mm -hmm. and a lot of people ask like did you have bridal showers did you have bachelorette parties Mm -hmm. stuff like that so maybe we can talk about that for a minute yeah well i think We, at that time in our life, ended up having a really, really big group of bridesmaids and bridespersons. And I think for me especially, I was really going through, I was really in the thick of something difficult with with regards to friendship. And so having like a big support system and like a big bridal party was really meaningful to me. And I did have like a bachelor party. And it was like a dinner with some friends. It was so fun. And there was this drag queen. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name, which is mortifying. Um, But she's an incredible singer. And so she like sings, she does like cabaret. And she came and like sang and did a performance. It was so fun. And that was a surprise. It was a surprise. I didn't know that was happening. I literally was like, oh my gosh, who invited her? And then I was, then she started singing. And I was like, what? I was like, this is a show for me. Um, And I don't think I did like a, bridal shower well we did okay so um also a common question was like did you do your parties and stuff together or separate we did it separate because i feel Mm -hmm. like we have a good amount of like mutual friends of course after being together for these many years but when you're getting married and you kind of want to like be with your 
friends from growing up, especially in like your siblings, people you've known your whole life. We kind of had like separate groups for this. So it made sense to do our own thing. Also, I don't know if you've seen Lizzie and I, but like our vibes are a little different. Yeah. While we are very compatible, um, what I like the debauchery that I might want to get into for like a bachelor party, while I think you would have fun with it, mm-hmm. is probably not what your first choice of a bachelorette party would have been. Yeah. And so for mine, I actually had two bachelorette parties. She has a lot of friends no it's not that i have like so many friends i just this is why because i live in california but i am and i have a lot of like dear friends out here but i'm from the east coast so a lot of my best oldest friends and my siblings are all on the east coast and i didn't want to ask people to like fly somewhere twice which is fine if you do like i'm not saying that's wrong but just for me i was like i don't want to ask my friends to like come fly out to palm springs or something and then a month later fly out to california yet again for the wedding that just felt like a lot um and it's very particular to my situation of like having most of my roots on the east coast but being out here now so i did an east coast and a west coast bachelorette and i mean i opened it up like if anybody wanted to come to both Mm -hmm. they could but on the east coast I went to um, the Chesapeake Bay where I grew up spending a lot of time there. It's like a really beautiful area in Virginia. And I was with my sister who kind of like spearheaded the whole thing and planned the activities. But it was very chill. Like we went wine tasting. Believe it or not, there are vineyards in Virginia. We like went out for oysters and rosé and we swam in the Chesapeake Bay and we like went boating and we just like chilled. We like cooked food at home and it was very relaxing which is what i wanted Mm -hmm. and then for my west coast bachelorette party i went with like a bunch of my bridesmaids who live out here and also a few other close friends who live out here and we went to uh, lake arrowhead which is a lake that's like in the mountains a couple hours from la and i rented an airbnb and we just all like we went out on the lake we did a lake day we went out to dinner i mean a very relaxing both things i did not have like strippers or anything like that which would be wonderful and lovely mm-hmm. it just wasn't my style i guess but you did have bean i brought bean to my west coast bachelorette it's mm-hmm. true and he was the one boy um and he was really cute and fun to have he was still so young he was less than a year old at that time oh or he was about a year old but yeah we both had kind of like bridal luncheons slash bridal showers oh, yeah. the day before the, day the before. wedding so the day before the wedding friday uh we both like kind of did our own thing during the day and then reconvened for the rehearsal at the venue and then the rehearsal dinner which was this really pretty restaurant like on a lake um near the venue there is uh, a lake it's west west lake so like in west lake village for the daytime we each kind of had like a little party with our bridesmaids again because at that point it had been like a few weeks since we had our bachelorette things and also everybody hadn't been all together because some people were flying in especially in grace's case flying in from all over the world yeah that friday gathering was like honestly one of my favorite things about the whole wedding weekend was all my friends from growing up like all my friends from belgium just reconnecting seeing my mom and like Because I think it's, like, hard to explain, but the community that I grew up with in Belgium is really, really close-knit. Like, my friends from growing up, I mean, they're just, like, family to me. I remember actually introducing you to some of my friends, and you said that, like, early on when we were just dating. I was like, what did you think about my friends? And you were like, it really does, like, kind of feel like I was getting to meet your family. And so, like, getting to see, like, my friends that I've known since I was, like, a little tot, getting to see my mom again, that maybe they hadn't seen her in a while. And, like, my mom was a teacher at the school. Like, it just, like, it was such a nice 
time. Mm -hmm. My dad, you know, being weird to all my friends Mm -hmm. in like his very sweet way, like just being my dad. I did a bridesmaids lunch, which was very lovely. My mom has a group of like best, best friends that she's been friends with since high school. And a bunch of them actually live out here in LA. And so they kind of uh, hosted it and had it at one of their houses. And it was just really nice. I had like, I also invited like my aunts and like cousins and my brother came because he was in my group and I gave everybody um, a bridesmaid gift. And just like, it was just the whole theme was just like relaxing. I wanted that to be I didn't want a bunch of like frenetic activities and like games. And I just kind of wanted to like vibe with my friends and like, have a nice like cocktail and some good food and catch up with people because Mm -hmm. I do live far from a lot of my friends and siblings. So my mom won the newlywed game, which I thought was so cute. My friends put like a quiz together of I guess they'd asked what your answers were and I had to like guess them or whatever. Mm -hmm. And my mom won. And so she won this like rainbow towel because we were we did my thing at the at the pool. Mm -hmm. And she won this rainbow towel. And then she wrote this like little note to be like, I won this towel. And she gave it to me. She was like, I won this towel on this date at Grace's like bachelor like celebration like before mm-hmm. the wedding and i was like this is so cute yeah it was just a really nice time I, re- I really recommend if you're planning a wedding to be so intentional with planning like low-key time with your loved ones because yes. it's gonna get crazy on the day of and that's also going to be amazing mm-hmm. but it, but the moments the pockets of time for me where it was just like i don't know like darren fixing my collar with my brother and a mirror like that's just like such a sweet memory that mm-hmm. i have of like my little friends like tootling and yeah. like these little kind of quiet moments mm-hmm. before everything gets blown out try and really build in time for that mm-hmm. all my friends ask me for love advice which feels pretty ironic because every night i'm playing chicken with you and you know i gotta swerve One question that we got a few times that I think is interesting and I definitely have an answer to it is how did you build in time to soak in the day and like pause and be present together and actually like enjoy the day. Mm-hmm. And we we did very intentionally build that into our day and I think we can briefly talk about a few ways that we did that if you want. The huge way that stands out for me is that we had our dinner yes. by ourselves. Yeah, so which sounds antisocial, but it didn't it wasn't really This is the way it worked, and I would really encourage people to do this. I heard of a few couples doing this, and I just loved the idea because the biggest sort of um, complaint or, I don't know, like, wish they did it differently thing that I hear from people is that, like, they didn't spend a moment with their spouse until they left the wedding, and they didn't eat 
like they just never got a chance to eat because they were never sitting down or they were just like too overwhelmed. And I really wanted to make sure like our wedding food was really, really good. We had like past oysters on ice. We had this really good like herb crusted salmon. We had the burrata salad. We had mac and cheese, really good mac and cheese. Mac and cheese was great. Yeah, we had these like really good green beans. What else? There's a few other things. We had like a big like cheese board station. I actually did not have any of that because we were off taking our photos. Um, but we had like a lot of good stuff. We had wedding cakes. Then we had like the s'mores cart where they were making s'mores to order. I never got any of the s'mores. Oh, I think I got one. That's the thing. At your wedding, you will not be able to get like everything because it's just a little much. Um, there's just a lot going on. But I wanted to make sure like we ate an actual plate of food. And I knew I would feel better throughout the night if I wasn't like running on fumes. You need to plan for this if you're going to do it. It's kind of stressful probably for your vendors if you like throw it at them at the last minute. But we... Um, had this little sweetheart table set up away from all the other tables. And right after doing our sunset photos, we went and we just sat down together. We cheers to being married. We like just got a minute to alone to talk. Mm-hmm. And it was nice because our our table was in view. It was like around sort of the side of the house in this grassy area. And it was in view of our guests. So they weren't like, where's Grace and Lizzie? They could see we were just sitting down. And a few people came up to us and were just like, I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say hi. Um, But for the most part, we just ate. And we took 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes at the most. It wasn't like we had an hours long dinner together. And our wedding coordinator, she was very on tap for this. So she like plated our dinners before every all the guests had eaten. And so the guests were kind of like finding their tables, sitting down, getting food. Meanwhile, we already have our dinner plated and we're just like having a minute eating the food, trying grouping. Yeah, like t- sitting down, like getting off our feet for a second cuz we've been on our feet. Both of us have always said that was like one of the best decisions that we had. Also, we did not do a first look. I wanted to talk a little bit about traditions too, if we can get to that. But we did not do a first look, which a first look is when the couple getting married sees each other before the ceremony and takes photos and stuff ahead of time. I wanted to go the more traditional route of waiting to not see each other until we met at the altar, basically. The mm-hmm. altar being the outdoor area. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I wanted to um, just save that moment. She's a, She loves the drama. Yeah. Okay? This is a gay wedding after all. <laughs> she lives for the drama. She wanted to draw out the suspense, maybe get a tear or two from me <laughs> if she could get that out of me. And yeah, I was definitely emotional when I saw you. Yeah. And And I think totally the moment had been built up too. Yeah. Which is fine. Grace hadn't seen my dress or anything like that um, at any point until we were, I was walking down the aisle. So it was a big surprise. And it was just really uh, nice. Because of that, we had to take all our like couples photos after the ceremony. And so that was part of why I wanted a summer wedding because the sun didn't set till like 8 p.m., which is important. Mm-hmm. So we could have time to take the photos and it still be light out. And it was actually perfect, beautiful lighting. And um, so we had we went with our wedding photographers. They actually like stuck us in the back of their car and drove down the hill a little bit. And we like walked out into these golden fields and took photos. And even though our photographers were there, we were kind of like having this moment alone away from the ceremony. To, yeah, like, goof well, they off. were totally professional. So it really felt like they really wanted us to have this like organic moment it didn't feel like they were too um like on top of us they really just were like okay like we're gonna put you up on this hill and they might give a suggestion but for the most part they were like just be yourself on a hill yeah and so we really got a moment to like just be together and then 
another big part of it that was like, I know this sounds crazy, but one of my favorite memories from the wedding was leaving the wedding, which I had been looking forward to. And this actually answers another listener question we got, which was like, I'm nervous that I'm going to have major post-event depression and like, I've been building up the wedding for so long that I'm just going to be sad when it's over and won't have anything to look forward to. I had been like in my mind kind of preparing for that for months by conditioning myself to think like the best part of the wedding is leaving because you are walking into your life together as a married couple. Something and getting away from those toxic ass people. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just like getting into your life. Like, and we, it also helped that we had like a two week honeymoon plan that we were leaving for the day after, or two days, we left two days after the wedding to mm-hmm. give us a little downtime. But leaving and knowing like the best is yet to come. I think I had been telling myself that for a long time and it really felt so true. Yeah. And so we rented this like old fashioned Rolls Royce getaway car to leave the wedding. Um, we had a driver, which was important. I did definitely not want to drive <laughs> that car. And of course, I had been like drinking a bit. I really yeah. did not drink much at my wedding. I was like too overwhelmed. The driver was like so nice and per- really sweet, really sweet guy. Just got good vibes from him. Honestly, we didn't talk that much. He just drove the car. But I will always remember the general good energy. Yeah, just being emit from this this person. Most definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was so nice, and so it was great to just relax and like sit in the back of this really cool old convertible and like i'm in a getaway car yeah Yeah. and like look up at the stars because we were leaving at night and our venue had this like two mile long driveway up the hill that was so such a cool drive yeah so like on the way back we were just like in the back of this convertible like looking up the stars and we had like two miles of like driving really slowly in this like nice old convertible down the hill and that was another kind of like moment together and we were just like whoa like that was our wedding that was it like that was so fun and and i i would recommend something like that just to sort of like seal a very special day have it, yes. whether it doesn't need to be a getaway car or something but i i would recommend having some sort of a punctuation on the end of the day so that it doesn't just sort of like linger on until you don't know is it over or yes. is it not i think actually having for me at least having like a fine point on like that was the wedding and and in this really beautiful ending i would recommend it because it made it really nice to like reflect on like it had it came to a a conclusion then it's almost like then your brain allows you to start processing the memories and like really thinking everything over i would definitely recommend not just having your wedding like fizzle out and waiting for people to leave i would have an end time and we also did like an exit so i always liked the idea of doing the like sparkler type exit but we i mean spark you, it doesn't have to be sparklers, and we absolutely could not do sparklers because... Wildfires. Yeah, California wildfires. I mean, it's not even, like, me trying to be considerate. It was that There's was, like, no way. banned, yeah. absolutely banned where we got married. Yeah. Um, so... Wonder I, when they'll do that for gender reveal parties, but <laughs> yeah. TBD. Yeah, so we could not have any kind of fire. We couldn't have any candles lit. We got some really great votives, like, battery-powered votives. So it looked very like glowy and nice. And we used a lot of string lights, like just no fire was the major rule at our venue. And we also couldn't do any like confetti or any like not because it's a natural park Mm -hmm. or uh, um, like a preserve, a state preserve. Yeah. Um, So we could not do any 
like glitter glitter yeah which was all fine which is homophobic when you think about (laughs) it the fact they're like no glitter i'm like all right cool well guess you don't really want gay weddings then do you (laughs) anyway so we did like a rose petal toss when we were walking back down the aisle after our ceremony instead of glitter or confetti or anything like that which i loved i thought the rose petal toss was like so pretty yeah i mean it's not glitter but it was fine (laughs) and then we did i like finding what i wanted to do for an exit that would be like sparkly at night and pretty was so hard. I thought about doing another rose petal toss because white rose petals at night really pop off like camera lens and like flash photography and it's like pretty. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I want something sparkly. So I eventually found these like mini little tiny str- strands of light, like str- battery powered like string lights. And we gave everybody one of those and they could like wave them and it, I think, looked really pretty. Mm-hmm. Do we want to do like a rapid fire on like traditions and like gay wedding planning? Because that was like the other big question. Yeah, let's do a rapid fire. Our hot takes. Okay. No nuance wedding opinions. Yeah. Well, and people asked like, how did you kind of remove some of the genderedness of weddings and like make it your own? Oh, I don't. I still don't know. Like people would be like, some people would refer to me as a bachelor or bachelorette or whatever leading mm-hmm. up to it or a bride or I don't know. I I think I am a little bit of an anomaly in this situation because I just am so not gendered right. <laughs> like as a person. And so like whatever people chose was I don't I did not care. So but I but I think that the language that I would choose for myself was pretty neutral. And so then mm-hmm. people kind of got the gist. Yeah, one thing we did, which might seem small, but it is technically like a departure from sort of a traditional bridegroom wedding was we both walked down the aisle. So often like a groom will sort of just like show Show up up. at the top of the aisle and walk up with like the officiant or something. He's like like, the Star Trek thing where he gets like beamed in. Grooms appear out of nowhere. There's no like moment for them. I wanted my moment. Yeah. So we both like walked with one or both parents in a more traditional sense. Yeah, down- both my parents walked me down the aisle. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. So that was one thing we did that was a bit different. We did not do any like father-daughter or mother-daughter dances. Well, not formally, but again, I did dance yeah, with my well, mom. Yeah, well, everybody dance danced. She but was cutting up a rug all night. That was something that, I mean, I would have totally done one. I Bless was, you, Bean. Our little doggy is sneezing. Um I wasn't like opposed to it, but Grace really didn't want to do it. And it ended up just not really fitting into the day super well. So we just skipped it. We did a first dance as a couple um, mm-hmm. ourselves, which was to... And honestly, we crushed it. People still talk about it. They do? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was good. We, we, pra- practiced, we practiced a lot. lot. It was to Let's Stay Together by Al Green. Mm-hmm. We did not do any sort of tosses. I did not do a bouquet toss. We did not do a garter toss. Mm-hmm. I can tell you why but i don't want to veer into like yucking anybody's yum garter toss not my style um it was also way too hot <laughs> like i had a garter because i was like that's really traditional and cute it was like 95 degrees i was like i am not wearing a piece of fabric yeah. strapped it to my leg cooled down by the end of the night but that would have been yeah i was like not absolutely not yeah bouquet toss i didn't do it because like 
I didn't want to make people feel weird, like, okay, single ladies. But also some single ladies are really into the bouquet toss. I've gone to weddings as a single lady with a bouquet toss, and I was, like, totally lined up to catch it. I thought it was fun. Mm -hmm. I just – I didn't really want to do it for my own. I think in general it kind of goes back to, like, the guiding principle of our wedding day, which was very much, like, what events do we genuinely want to do? And if we don't really feel called to do them, then why just – take up time when our friends could be socializing and like catching up with each other. Yeah, totally. Another like traditional thing was that I changed my last name, which some people asked about. Oh my gosh, to what? (laughs) To Baldridge. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's my last name. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's super weird. That's the thing that weirds, like sometimes I'll wake up first thing in the morning and I'll just like look over at you and I'll be like, whoa, you changed your last name to my last name. Like you're in love with me. Yeah. I'm like pretty obsessed. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. That's crazy. It is pretty extreme so when you honored. think about it. It like is so extreme. Change you name. change your name. But who I'm- even are you? <laughs> like you are not I met you as Lizzie Capel mm-hmm. and you became so in love with me that you're now Lizzie Baldridge. Elizabeth Baldridge. Yeah. I crushed it. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if she'll go out with me. And then <laughs> little did I know. Wow. Yeah. You're obsessed with me. I know. I mean, it's mutual. It's for sure mutual, but Mm -hmm. I still get a kick out of that because I was so like, I wonder if she'll date me. (laughs) And then now it's like, you're, you're like in love with me. Yeah. I have the same name. I'm really charming. I mean, that's what it was. Like I just charmed the socks off of you and that's, that's how you change your name. It's true. But I think we got a question that was like, my parents are being weird about me changing my name or that I'm getting pushback on that. And I mean, I... I feel for you if if your family isn't supportive, that sucks. I'm not going to blow past that and say that that's not like legitimate. This is your name. Like you are going to have this for the rest of your life and it's your life. Mm. I think you also don't need anybody's permission. You can just go when you get your, I don't know how it is in every state, but in California, when you get your marriage license, which you get before the ceremony, you can get it like up to 90 days before. That actually brings in a lot of confusion. I feel like people think when you get your marriage license that you're like getting a civil marriage before the ceremony. That's not the case at all. You just go and get a piece of paper that says like you are licensed to conduct the ceremony. And then after the ceremony, your officiant has to like sign it and you have witnesses sign it saying like on August 4th, 2018, we like uh, did the marriage and then you mail it in to like the county clerk and then you get your marriage certificate. So getting a marriage license at the courthouse does not mean you're getting like civilly married. It's Mm -hmm. just like you have to get that paper ahead of time. Um, And on that, you can say what you want your name to be. And so you just go and do it. Like I just, we went like a few weeks before our wedding, got the license, and I just wrote, like, I'm changing my name to Elizabeth Baldridge. You don't need anybody to sign off. Like and she didn't even tell me ahead of time. That was a surprise. No, that's not true. <laughs> Grace, no. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love, I have absolutely loved having the same last name as Grace. If you're at all thinking about that, I recommend it. I really do. I think a, another, like, philosophy that we have is, like, this is a queer wedding. It's a queer marriage. We're gay people. And so it's there's no part of our life that is trying to assimilate into like a heterosexual culture that's not something that we aspire to do or be at all however we're not immune to certain traditions that for whatever reason have held like a certain tenderness for us and you can't engage in 
to marriage as queer people without like deconstructing really what marriage is and means. And so if there's a part of you that wants to share the same last name as your person, then I don't think there's any shame in that. And it doesn't mean that you're trying to assimilate into a culture that you are not a member of. It just means that like, you want to share the last name with that person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's something that we talk about a lot is that like we aren't we aren't trying to be we're not trying to like have a straight marriage and like be conventional. No. None of who we are is conventional and we love that, but there are certain things that overlap. Like it's a Venn diagram and the overlap is okay. Yeah. You know, we don't need to shuck all of an institutional thing if we don't necessarily want to. We can still be very critical of it and also, I think, participate in certain elements of marriage in the 21st century. I agree. Thank you. People were like, I'm really worried about finding wedding vendors that are affirming. And I don't have that much like personal experience with that only because we are in Los Angeles and all our vendors are here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm sure there are, I mean, there's people everywhere that are going to, you know, not be for you. But in LA, it's kind of rare that a wedding vendor would like not be affirming. But this is my piece of advice. I feel like with vendors... It's kind of like if you give a mouse a cookie, like it all connects and it all like if you find one, if you find one part of the puzzle, then the rest kind of comes together. So like I found our venue because I was looking for very specific things with the venue. And so I was um, really excited to have like an outdoor wedding. When we met with the venue, I said, like, who do you recommend for a day of coordinator? They gave, And I knew the venue had hosted gay weddings before because they had pictures of gay weddings in their portfolio on their website. So I knew they were gay friendly. Then they gave me a recommendation of somebody that they really liked knowing that we're a gay couple for the day of coordinator. Mm. The day of coordinator, who's definitely very gay friendly and has done other gay weddings, gave me a recommendation for her friend, who's a florist, who is a gay florist and did an amazing job with our wedding flowers and so she led me to this other vendor, like getting like your core vendors that you really like. For us, it was like venue and photography. And then from there, getting recommendations for all the others. Yeah, it's like finding a thread and then yeah. following that as a through line for other vendors. I also think that you touched on something that is really important. This is like for affirming churches, but also for affirming vendors, I think. If they are truly inclusive then they will make that known yeah. in their portfolio right. or on their website or in their policy. Like, they don't want to hide that. People who are not affirming, who are exclusionary, do want to hide yeah, it. They, wanna- they don't want this to be their problem. So I would just really encourage you to, like, do your due diligence, look at the FAQs or whatever as you're looking for a vendor, as you're looking for a church or whatever. Really try and see if they have this listed somewhere or if it's visible somewhere because – Typically, if you are affirming, you understand the importance of being specific in your affirmation of LGBTQ plus people. So if you have to go looking for something, if it's really hard to track down answers, if the language seems like very broad and vague, try and track down some something. But I, I'm more often than not, it's they're trying to be evasive intentionally. Yeah, I agree with that. And then lastly, we got a lot of questions about who to invite. How did you make the guest list? 
and we had we probably should have said this we had around like a 200 person wedding so kind of on the the bigger side it's really tough because even though our wedding was big we had a really hard time deciding who to invite because there was just a lot of um a lot of people that like are in our life that we love and care about but we when you start adding up like how who you want to invite we could have invited 300 people easily i think and so we unfortunately could not invite everybody that we would have had in a perfect world i made like big lists of like areas of my life like high school college law school work la friends and i kind of invited like my core people from each of those and then for us um our parents were like giving us this wedding and and paying for our wedding and of course, we would want to honor them regardless, but especially given that like they were throwing this wedding, basically, we also had them have a list of like people they wanted to be there, and that was important too. Mm-hmm. And then like extended family, we both have big extended families, like a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles. So there's just yeah, a lot. your wedding is a snapshot of a certain time in your life. It's going to be really normal that there are going to be certain people that you'll invite that you probably wouldn't have invited in you know the span of a year five years or whatever or people who you'll become so close with that you can't believe weren't at your wedding like i think about that with like i remember sam shocker when i was on pop trigger was like it's so weird that you and lizzie weren't at mine and mark's wedding because you know we've become so close but that's just how weddings go you know there's going to be people there that you'll look back on and be like uh like i why did i why did i invite them you know things didn't work out with us That's all just part of it. Focus on really making sure that your core people are there, that you feel loved and supported by those core people. And if you want to branch out and invite more, um, you know, extended family, things like that, then that's also great. But just know that, like, it's just a snapshot. The most important thing is that you spend the day feeling really loved and like it's like this launching pad for an exciting life that is ahead of you. That being said... Going back, would I have invited non-affirming people? Um, like, spe- I'm thinking about me specifically. Well, there was really only one person. Yeah, I wouldn't have invited her. That's uh, what I'm going to okay. say. Like, I would going back. No, I would have been like this. Like, knowing yeah. I think knowing what I know now, like I don't know. I was extending this olive branch, and I I probably I I don't think I would have done that. Knowing how she sort of how it went. Right there. Okay, so out she of, missed the ceremony. Out of the two hundred people at our wedding, there was only one person that was not affirming, and who is not affirming. Who is not affirming, and she definitely was like a brat about it. Like she didn't come to the ceremony; she only came to the reception. And it's like, come For, on, like reasons that I'm sure she would. I don't think she listens to this, but like I'm sure she'd be like, oh, like my flight, like my travel no. or whatever. I'm like, okay like con- one of your ol- convenient you're like r- literally on time for the reception right one of your oldest friends you couldn't like be on time to their no 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 so anyway yeah i i mean this is harsh and like it is not one size fits all advice but i don't think you should invite anybody to your wedding that doesn't like fully support yeah. even if it's somebody that like is rude about your choice of spouse and is like sort of shady and like oh i I don't know, like, do they have a good job or, like, are they cool enough or whatever? Like, that's whether they're gay affirming anybody that doesn't support your union for whatever reason. I say give them the axe. Like, no. I'm not saying, like, they can't be in your life at all, but do they need to be there on that day? Yeah, because I, I, while it, I mean, it's true what they say. It really is, like, the best day of your life. And the weekend just was so incredible. I mean, I, I, like, was crying 
joy like the whole time yeah every other conversation but if there was like one main distraction for me like if there was a distraction it was definitely like that situation that was like kind of happening like concurrent to the best day of my life like just being aware of this like person who you know is so dear to me but was like just so intentionally like not involved i was like i just i think i thought at the time that it was going to be maybe if she could witness our love then like (laughs) she would see but like i i just um i think i would have done that differently now yeah because it didn't she wasn't interested in witnessing our love and having an open mind and learning about affirming christian theology like no she didn't want to like she could have literally at that point in time she could have been like hmm look at all the clergy here that is affirming this wedding maybe i should learn or ask a question no she was like fucking hate it (laughs) they're going to hell (laughs) like I, i just would have done that differently i think the one thing i would have done differently is made a better plan to sleep the night before my wedding mm-hmm. because I did not sleep at at all. Mm-hmm. I literally did not sleep at all, um, which I'm usually like a heavy, hard sleeper. And so I just didn't like think ahead of time, like maybe I should take some melatonin. Maybe I should like have a nice glass of red wine. I didn't drink it all the day before my wedding because I didn't want to be like puffy or hungover. And I was just wide awake wide awake the whole night. So I would have done that different because nice. that kind of sucked. Nice. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like we could keep talking for so long and there's so many questions we didn't get to, but this podcast is already probably really long, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. But that's fine though. This is like kind of our first pod, our first full podcast back yeah. and we're going to be coming at you weekly, baby. Yeah. Um, which we, we have, we still right. have been doing that. I just mean that like we have full episodes planned um, like next week salads um (laughs) on that note thank you so much for listening to this episode of under our roof if you're getting married or if you have an anniversary coming up like heidi and bryn i hope you feel so loved and special we'll see you next week with our salads okay under our roof bye bye see you later